All right, let's talk all things cycles, periods, wombs, fellow menstruators, and be real about it. Most of us have grown up thinking that our period symptoms are normal. We've been conditioned on what we accept as normal when it comes to our periods, to accept the pain, the mood swings, the erratic, irrational mind, heavy bleeding, clots, the list just goes on. But actually, what if we looked at what a normal cycle actually looks and feels like? At All Natural Pharmacy, we're about debunking the myths, talking openly about our periods. Our mission is to educate women globally on the fifth vital sign so we can all make better informed health decisions. These series of womb talks are Instagram lives and we've run them through AMP, All Natural Pharmacy. We've converted them into podcasts for your earhole pleasure. Hosted by an absolute wizard and expert in women's health, Dr. Amanda Waldyke, founder of AMP, and Teresa Truder, CEO of AMP. Together, let's be better informed of our fifth vital sign and create a movement towards better health choices. Things that I'm channeling for tonight, I realise they look like a period blood drop. <laughs> They're great. They are great. Where did you find those? Oh, I bought them from a shop. I was travelling, I think, in Queensland or something, and I bought them and I never really thought about it, but I wore them this weekend and then I was like, these are perfect for our Instagram live. Oh, my God. I want to get a pair of period earrings. I know. Period <laughs> earrings. They're good, aren't they? Maybe it's a they, new line that we can release. I think so. They're great. They're perfect for tonight. Yeah, totally. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us. So I might actually get started and, and this will be recorded too if you do have to drop off at any point. But um, I'll introduce myself. I'm Teresa and I'm from All Natural Pharmacy. Uh, we also call ourselves ANP in brackets. Um, and today we're going to interview the founder of All Natural Pharmacy and who I admire and is an absolute wizard, Dr. Amanda Waldyke. So welcome, Amanda, and thanks so much for doing this uh, first IG Live called Womb Talks. Um, we're going to be looking at running a series of Womb Talks because our mission at AMP is basically to educate women on their fifth vital sign, our cycles, so we can all make better informed health decisions for our bodies. Um, and we also have a range of products to treat the root cause of women's gynae challenges, which we'll talk a little bit more about. And I'm sure it will all come out in this IG Live. But um, thanks so much, Mans, for agreeing to do this. It's awesome. I'm personally so excited to be talking about our bleed and, and we're going to be talking about obviously some fundamentals of, of our periods and our cycles, but I'm personally just actually um, really excited to be here and talking about that because I think it's really important. It, it takes us years as females to finally open up about our bodies um, and what we go through on a month-to-month basis. And, you know, no matter our age, our life experiences, we're constantly evolving and learning as women about our bodies. Um, and so a big part of today is about just opening up and talking really transparently about our, our periods um, and, and kick off this womb talk series. So yes. I want to <laughs> start with a real base level um, question, which I know that some people will just roll their eyes, but actually I was at dinner the other night and when I was speaking to my sister and sister-in-law about this, I was like, you know, do you actually know what, you, what your period really is? Um, and, you know, they were stumped, right? So I think it's really important to start with a real base level question of, you know, what actually is a period? I think that's a really great, great place to start because, I mean, the thing is how many of us actually really pay attention to our menstrual cycle and also to our bleed. So what I've done tonight is I've come in with a little <laughs> visualisation <laughs> here. one earlier. 
Well, I've just finished a 12-hour day, okay? So I'm sure. I'm like, I think this is just the most easiest way because this here is a uterus, okay? And, I mean, not many of us really know our anatomy, and so this is a great place to start. So this part here is the entrance to our vagina. So here we have our vulva. Um, no, and your vulva is not a vagina, so let's get that anatomy correct. <laughs> That's the external part, uh, which is our labia, which is also um, our vulva. And then we come into here and we've got the vaginal wall. And then as we make our way up, we've got our cervix here. And then through here, we've got the neck of the cervix. And then we've got the uterine body through here. And what you're seeing here, this, this here is our endometrium. So our endometrium is what we shed each month. That's the technical term for it. So that's what passes through uh, the cervix, through the vaginal canal, out our vagina, and that's what we visually see as menstrual blood. This part here is the top of our fundus. So when we're pregnant, our uterus expands, and that's what they measure. Uh, and on this part here, this is the myometrium. So the myometrium is the muscle layer of the uterus. And so it's a kind of really nice to be able to see, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah, here, it's actually then, quite course, beautiful. Of course, this is a fallopian tube here, uh, and that's a little fimbrae, and then you have your ovaries. And so essentially our period is really our fifth vital sign. But I mean, how many of us really know about what's happening each month with our fifth vital sign? And just like our body temperature, our respiratory rate, our heart rate, our breathing rate is that we now have coined, well, the American Journal, the American College of Obstetrics have now coined a term that our period is our fifth vital sign. And I think What's really important about this is that finally women's bodies are getting recognition, our menstrual cycles getting recognition, but also a key, you know, in medical diagnostics, in gynecological health, is that our menstrual cycle is really overlooked as part of um, diagnostics. So when you go to see a gynecologist, they don't really spend a lot of time asking you about your period. And when you think about it, women will have around four to 500 periods over their lifetime, right? Which is huge. It is a huge number. And that equates mm. to about 34 years that we have a period. And so think about how many of those years you're actually disconnected to your cycle, whether that's from taking the oral contraceptive pill or you've been diagnosed with endometriosis. So you naturally create a disconnect to your menstrual cycle. So as you were saying, you know, AMP's mission is to really educate um, every menstruator globally about the importance of their fifth vital sign. It's time that we start to get to know our bodies and to really understand the importance of our menstrual cycle because each month that offers so many insights to our gynecological health, our menstrual health, reproductive health, and also our overall health. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I think, um, I think what you said before is really important stat. I mean, that's a huge number of periods that we all have in, in our lifetime. And it's so important for us to actually understand what does happen every month and what does normal look like versus not so normal, which is why we wanted to obviously run tonight. Because I think um, what happens is that we're kind of conditioned to think that our periods, our type of periods are normal, right? I, until yes. I met you, 
thought that clotting's normal, pain and rolling around on the floor is normal. Um, and I think it's actually just really important to just stop for a second, talk about what is a not so normal period and what does a normal period look like? So things that we've probably been told are um, normal in our periods uh, over time are yeah. uh, not actually so normal. So I think we should actually start with some of the um, not so normal things for a period because everyone thinks that they are normal. So could we start with the reverse of what's not so normal and then kind of roll into, well, this is kind of what an average normal period could look like. Well, do, I was thinking actually, because the thing is there's so many things that can be not normal. So I yeah, thought, why sure. don't we tell our listeners, um, yeah. why don't we give them like what a healthy monthly report card looks like. So your period Great. is like a monthly report card that shares data with you. So let's kind of decode that data. So a normal period in Chinese medicine, your period should just arrive, basically. It's like a non-event. So your period, your blood should just appear. Um, so your period shouldn't contain any pain. So no cramping uh, to the point where it's, you know, on a, on a pain scale, it's like you're having to keel over, you're needing to take time off school. It should be a fresh red. And so I think the great visualisation of this is like, you know, when you've cut yourself and you get that fresh mm -hmm. red, Yes. That's the colour of what your blood should look like. Uh, wow. You should change your tampon um, or pad every four every four hours. Uh, what and about or your cup as well? Cup a cup's normally between thirty to fifty mils. Anything that's okay. above fifty mils is considered heavy. And yes. it's looking at your volume as well. So we don't want you to be flooding with your cycle, um, which mm -hmm. then, like, otherwise you're changing your pad tampon every hour. And your period should also... should <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't contain an odour and no clots. So right. that's kind of like... The, so basically, no clots, changing yeah. your pad every four hours. It should be a fresh red no pain associated and you should be having a period every sort of 28 to, you know, a healthy range of the length of your cycle is 25 to 35 days. Wow. So all the opposite of basically what I thought was a normal period until, you know, I started to get to know A&P and yourself um, and obviously you've helped regulate my cycles um but you know it's so interesting like why have we been and i'm not the only one and there's people that are commenting here going what i shouldn't be having clots or i shouldn't be rolling around on the floor what are you talking about you know <laughs> um and and it's just like it boggles me like why have we actually been conditioned to think that periods and clotting and and that type of pain that crippling pain is normal and then I mean, without kind of dwelling over the negative kind of why have we thought that it's normal, um, like more importantly, how do we actually change this now as a society? Like how do we create a movement to better understand our periods and better understand what a normal period should look like? Well, I think this is what we're here to do. You know, AMP is really yeah. here to... It's, <laughs> it's, to a, it's a personal project of ours, isn't it? The mission. Yeah. to really educate every woman and menstruator globally about the importance of their fifth vital sign purely for those reasons because gynecological healthcare is really overlooked and, you know, women are only offered Band-Aid solutions that mask their underlying conditions and don't really sort of examine what those root causes are because also if we look at the colour of your blood, so, you know, if we call it in Chinese, we've got a period palette. I've told you about the period mm. palette. 
Yeah. So, you know, that spectrum of blood can range from a light pink all the way through to a dark purple to a black. And so if we've got these different changes of colour, they can be indic indicative of certain types of conditions. So if you've got, you know, a heavy, if a heavy flow and the colour of your blood is a crimson, like a deep Shiraz, then that's possibly we need to sort of... dysregulation, so to speak. I don't even like using the term estrogen dominance. Um, mm. And that can kind of indicate uh, fibroids, that can indicate polycystic ovarian syndrome, adenomyosis, uh, endometriosis. If we're having colours that are purple, that indicates that there's deep stagnation within the uterus and your blood's not flowing properly. That's also generally tied in with quite crippling pain uh, that's like a blood stagnation, which is also then tied in with fibroids, adenomyosis. So there's all these underlying conditions that we're not really sort of being diagnosed with. And I think that's the issue that so much of it goes misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed. And women are just Absolutely. left to think that, well, hang on, that's what I've been told has been normal from my GP mm. when in fact it's not. And there's already so much shame and stigma around periods mm -hmm is that we've had to hide this for so long. And I think now it's about really creating this conversation to normalise what is normal for women um, and menstruators and then also, too, to really start to change that the education mm. um, and then putting the power back in women's wombs so then that way they can make, you know, be their own best health advocate to make the right decisions Absolutely. and then work alongside integrative practitioners that can then support them um, with the right health care and the right support. Yeah, and, and honestly, what I've really just taken from there is like a core fundamental thing. As women, we have, and menstruators, we have for so long sort of been, um, it's been like taboo. You don't talk about your period. You don't talk about your bleed. You don't talk to anyone about it, you know. Um, and what you've, what you've just touched on around actually needing to, yes, absolutely, it's AMP's job to educate, but on a sort of individual level as menstruators, um, I think it's really important that we just talk to one another, right? Because yes. I never would have actually met you, for example, if I hadn't spoken to one of my friends about my periods and she didn't say to me, well, that's not normal, you know? <laughs> so I think it's a really um, great thing that we, we just need to start with a real fundamental, on an individual level, we need to start with, you know, communicating and talking about our periods more as, as women, as menstruators, you know? Um, sharing stories. Do that. We do that so well, don't we? We We're do. We really, love a chat. We love a chat. And I mean, it's like when you go to the toilet, actually take the time to observe your menstrual blood. Because I know that when yeah. I go to the toilet and I do a really good poo, yeah, you know, I'm looking at spoken about this. Yeah, you you analyze that poo, but why don't we do it with our blood? It's crazy, exactly. right? So, so now it's giving, pe it's giving people an opportunity to really start to be able to tune in to their monthly cycle uh, and then start to observe their, you know, report card and start to really get to know your body, know your menstrual cycle and know your bleed and record your data because, you, you know, sure. when, you look, when you look at a menstrual cycle chart, you can see those fluctuations. So we've got estrogen and progesterone at different times of our cycles. And so even our mood fluctuates along with those hormones. And so, Absolutely. you know, part of that is that we move with the seasons. We are nature. Mm. Women are nature. And so we also, too, have our inner seasons just like nature. Sure and do. So, 
<laughs> the cocoon. <laughs> the cocoon. Oh. Mm. And that's it. It's coming home. You know, when you're bleeding, yeah. it's really, you know, that opportunity to slow down, isn't it? Um, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Mans, you've spoken a little bit about this monthly report card. Can you just delve more into what it actually is and then how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you use it? So that's a great question. Well, AMP, we are going to be releasing a monthly report card. So that is a, um, a report card that you can actually download from our website, which is going to be launching next month uh, alongside the products. First of September. First of September. Yeah. First of <laughs> spring. Not so we'll be coming but... into spring. Yes. And so it's going to give you an opportunity to really start to observe your bleed and it'll have different columns and categories. So it'll be what is the quality of your blood? You know, what's the quality of your flow? To look yeah. at the colour of your blood, then to notice if your blood's containing any clots, is there any pain to be able to describe that pain? You know, noticing any changes in your mood, fluctuations in um, your diet as well. Your weight can change quite significantly throughout your cycle. Uh, and so to get you to become, to build a really intimate relationship with your menstrual cycle, uh, because then at the end, when you print out the data, you'll be able to see, you know, am I sort of meet, meeting my monthly flow goals? Uh, and those flow goals are the normal period, which we are going to start to really educate everyone on to become familiar with what's normal and then what's not normal. For sure. And I think oh, I love that comment, Ren, measure what you treasure. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so true, though, because, you know, often where we're, our periods come and they go and we just get on with life as women, right? Um, and so really, if we actually have a, a trackable kind of report card where we can go back and reflect on, you know, what was last month versus this month versus six months ago um, and you can be tracking your progress and, and fluctuation and I think that's part of also knowing um, when to take action, right? With, absolutely. With not yes. so normal period. Yeah, um, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so something that I think is kind of relevant to, you know, all mothers, sisters, carers, lovers, whatever we want to call all of ourselves, but, you know, um, I often think, like, what would you actually say to your 13-year-old self when you're growing pubes, you're getting your boobs, they start to form, all of a sudden there's this blood in the bowl and you're like, oh, my God, my mum's making me put on this surfboard in my underwear. Um, like what would you say to your 13-year-old you about your period and about your blood flow? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I was really lucky because I had a very positive experience with my first period because awesome. mum had sat down and had a really good conversation with me about what a period was. I'd also had a book called Every Girl. I remember I was in Lake's entrance and I was in the spa, I got out of the spa and I was like, oh, my period. And so mum was like, oh, congratulations, you're a woman now. <laughs> Let me go down the street and we'll celebrate with <laughs> buying you some pads. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Chocolate. What a celebration. I think, I think this is so good. I think this is, you know, part of uh, the, the imprint that I would like to leave for the future generations of women and having a daughter as well uh, is that it's really important to be able to change that dialogue and that stigma so that when our younger generation comes through, there is no period shame, there is no period stigma it's not a taboo topic, um, that it's very normalised. You know, it's a normal bodily function that we have every month. And I think that's what we really need to reiterate here. It's 
it's normal uh, and we shouldn't have to be hiding or feeling shameful. And it really also too on an educational level is that we, you know, our general practitioners really need to be taking into consideration that fifth vital sign is that our period mm. is telling us so much and I think women intimately know their body so well so we know when something doesn't feel right and yeah this is this is the mission having you know endometriosis and adenomyosis myself um and seeing the thousands of women in clinic you know i've been in practice mm -hmm. for 15 years now and there's an underlying theme is that so for so often women are just dismissed about their periods it's kind of just put to the side and so yeah. we have a real power now and an opportunity to be able to change that yeah and I think you know us as oh I'm not a mother directly but you know I've got nieces and I think us as mothers as nurturers women generally um being nurturing beings need to uh make you know the 13 year old sort of uh daughter or niece or whoever's in your life feel comfortable about a period I mean it's amazing that you said that you had such a, a beautiful experience when you got your period. Because if I flash back, I probably wouldn't say that mine was beautiful. It was, it had the stigma of like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm bloody bleeding, you know? Um, yes. And so it is, it does start with sort of us as adults um, and as fully formed uh, women and menstruators to pass that on to the generations under us and to start to change the way that we talk about our periods and our bleed. Um, I, I think that's where it starts really, isn't it? It really is. And I mean, how empowering would that be um, where we have a period ceremony? Well, because the thing is, it's a rites of Amazing. passage. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, rites of passage was community back in the day when yeah. the women would gather and older, the older women would then come and share all their wisdom with the younger generations about what to expect. And this is a part of in our society that's lacking and missing and, so mm. Winnie will be having a, um, you know, a, a rites of passage That's awesome. <laughs> ceremony with all the women around her um, Perfect. to normalise it. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. Just in the same way that we have a birthday party, right? Why don't we yeah, have a period, period party? party. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start throwing them at A&P. Maybe it's another product line, another service. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're doing, so, we're doing rites of passage. Yeah, for sure. Um, I should mention also that we're taking questions and as they come through, I'm writing some down. So I've got them in the back of my mind, but please feel free to throw some questions in the chat. Um, I've only really got one or two more for Mans. I think one, one for you, Amanda, would be, um, you know, what can we do when we are bleeding um, to, I guess, optimise our lifestyle at that point when we are bleeding? Like you mentioned before, we need to slow down. Um, what else? Because I guess we're not told to slow down, right? We're told we just keep going, keep pushing through. You got your period, whatever. That's it. But, what and, else? Just, and, put, yeah. just whack a tampon in. You'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Forget about it. Change it once an hour. No problems. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think everything that we have to come back to the way that we look, that we're operating through our life and also to what are the things that we're, you know, putting into our body. So movement, healthy movement really understanding the inner seasons. So then you can start to, um, you know, put your productivity around your cycle. I know that in my autumn phase coming up, you know, I'm, I'm literally my brain's in my uterus. So really mm -hmm. also to looking at your nutrition to make sure that you're yeah. 
you know, supporting yourself, you're nourishing your body because, you know, hormones, food and nutrition are the building block for our hormones. So if we're, you know, eating a poor diet, we're going to be nutritionally deficient as well, as well mm -hmm. as minerally deficient. And then having a look at our cortisol, what's our stress, you know, doing, how much that impacts our cycles. So looking at uh, meditation, connecting out yeah. in nature, a really good self-care practice is another place to start, particularly when we are bleeding. That just is that little reminder to slow down, to come back yeah. home to our bodies. Uh, and then also too, you know, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, all those kinds mm -hmm. of things, you know, we can live a lifestyle, have fun, but I mean, everything's in moderation. <laughs> For sure, because like the little the little devil on my shoulder is just going that all I want is a pizza when I have my period, right? And I probably don't tell you that I eat one, but I do. So you know, I think you're right in that you're not saying like don't go eat your pizza or don't go eat your burger, whatever. But um, it's about you know being uh, living a bit of a balanced life and looking after yourself holistically from diet to exercise to meditation and mind and whatever that self-care looks like I think is, is really um, a big takeaway because you're not saying don't eat pizza right <laughs> no and it's also too we can that, that's another that's another wound talk within itself because the endometrial linings I could go on yeah. the technical it's a gland and it changes it modulates into glycogen proteins hence when we're coming to bleed as it moves into glycogen, glycogen's energy, right? So the body naturally wants sugars. So that's why we actually have those cravings because the body's getting ready to release the endometrium, release the lining. So we're losing blood, losing chi, losing energy. So mm. yes, that's why we naturally want chocolate and sugars. So it's just Absolutely. like that first trimester in pregnancy. And yep. um, I was also going to say, or it's also too just, you know, I think it's really important, yeah, just to honour ourselves as women, isn't it, rather than just yeah. pushing through in this masculine model way of living to come yeah, back absolutely. to slowing down. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we might actually just take some questions because I can see quite a few coming through and I can't quite write them down all at once. So let's, let's maybe you, just take some questions and answer them. I've got it. No, I've got them written. I'm, I'm all, I think I've got most of them anyway. Um, um, maybe we'll start with one of the most recent ones here, just around, you know, if something's not normal and you're on the pill at the moment, but you're not wanting to get pregnant for a few years, is it worth looking into? Um, and I think that we can kind of make that a bit more of a broader, like generic question. If something's not feeling normal in your body, what do you do? Maybe I, I can phrase it that way. Well, some I'm, of these are quite specific and I think they need to sort of, you know, we can apply it to general what to do yeah absolutely i mean if something doesn't feel right that's your intuition you know that's your mm. body telling you that and i think that's something that we we disconnected to so it's women it's really important to listen to those gut instincts yeah. uh you know the contraceptive pill and i think that's what amp is really uh what we're trying to do is educate our community from an unbiased perspective so we're not saying no don't take the contraceptive pill it's more about educating sure. you around what the side of those side effects of the contraceptive pill can be so long term um, looking at sort of gut dysregulation uh, it strips you of your minerals it essentially shuts down your biological feedback system from your hypothalamus pituitary ovaries so you're not actually ovulating every month and so mm -hmm. if you like long term this can have a detrimental effect to actually when you come off the contraceptive pill um, it yeah. can take a while for your communication system, that HPO axis, to re-establish its communication so you can actually start ovulating naturally again. 
So, and it's also too, if you're having withdrawal bleeds or breakthrough bleeds through the contraceptive pill, it's really important to look at that because that's your body. Your body has its own natural biological rhythm every month. And so when you're having those breakthrough bleeds, it's your body's way of saying, hang on, something's not right here, um, which mm -hmm. is generally because it's a synthetic hormone and estrogen or a progestin, it's your body's way of saying, maybe I need to come off now. So, and if you're still in a relationship at that time, there's definitely other, you know, contraceptive um, measures that you can do, the mm -hmm. diaphragm, condoms, or you come off, you cycle off the pill, you allow your period to reestablish, and then you go back on the contraceptive pill a couple of months later. But if you're not in a relationship, yeah. I think it's a really good thing also too to kind of look at potentially, well, maybe I'll come off the contraceptive pill, let my body do its natural thing. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, that's up to each individual. Yeah, absolutely. And there are like a few individual kind of comments here. And so I'll try and just make it broader again, but we have had a few comments and questions around clots. And, and so someone did ask much earlier on, like, what do we do um, if we clot in our period? But someone else before just mentioned, oh, I think I've got really big clots. So maybe can we just talk a little bit about what, what is a big clot and what might not be a normal clot versus, you know, a, a smaller kind of bit of clot that may come through okay yeah sure great so norm sometimes when you have your period so it should just be like a, it's like a river flowing essentially and clots can just be it's the shedding of the endometrial line it's also to um, the body produces a coagulation so if there's too much blood flow then it starts to clot so a clot that's sort of like a little grainy, that is, that's what we would, in Chinese medicine, we would consider it, you know, semi-normal. But if your clots start to be the size of a nail bed, any bigger than that, like a, a five cent piece, a 10 cent piece, a 20 cent piece, a golf ball, that's completely not normal. So um, right. that can mean that you might have periods associated with pain there, looking at the color of your clots. So if your color of your clots are like a deep purple, quite um, jelly-like or mm -hmm. um, really stringy, dark red, a crimson, that's indicating that, you know, there's further stagnation and we possibly need to investigate and to rule out any such things as endometriosis, fibroids, um, an STI, adenomyosis, yeah. polycystic ovarian syndrome. So these ladies are all key indicators that there is something further that's happening in your reproductive organs uh, that we need to look at. And that's why it's important to remember your period is your fifth vital sign. So clots, mm. no, they're not normal. And we're told that they're normal, but they're not. Yeah, and and um, that's a really good point. The other one is around the regularity of periods. There's been a lot of people commenting here. Some people have said, you know, is it irregular if I've got a 27 to 32 day cycle? Or is it irregular if I haven't had my period for 50 days? Um, okay. So can can we talk again? I think you did mention it earlier on, but for those that may have missed, like what is kind of a healthy duration? Okay, yes. So it, I know normally it's 25 to 35, 26 to 35 days. Mm -hmm. And what we're actually not taught is that each month we ovulate left to right. So in our um, endocrinology books, so that's why one month when you track your cycle, you might release an egg from your right side. That might be mm -hmm. your 27-day side. When you release an egg from your left side, that might be your 30-day cycle. So when you track your cycle, you start, you'll start to see a pattern. So you might have one side that's a 27 and then the other side that's a 29. So mm -hmm. if you're varying from those few days um, each month, 
then that's also normal. It's just an understanding that you're ovulating from opposite sides. But if you've got yep. a cycle that's, say, coming at 27 and then 40 days back to 29 to 50, then that's an irregular cycle. And often that's we need to kind of establish whether that there's polycystic ovarian syndrome Mm-hmm. And that can be done through several diagnostics, a pelvic ultrasound, and then also specific blood work, looking at your androgen profiles, um, also to look to see irregular an irregular period, uh, and then multiple follicles on either side, um, greater than 26 generally, for that diagnosis of polycystic. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And I think um, there's been a few questions specifically just around like PCOS and endometriosis and without us going way too into this, because I think it's a whole other womb talks where we need to actually have them individually. And for everyone that's actually watching, thanks for all your input and feedback. Please do um, email us as well at um, hello at allnaturalpharmacy.com.au because we'd love your feedback on some topics that you want us to deep dive into. Obviously, we can't touch on absolutely everything. Um, I will just ask one question that somebody has shot through now as a bit of a wrap up, but just around endometriosis, um, do we know why and what causes endo? So, I mean, that's within it. That's a whole other topic. It's a whole session, I know, so I know, but it's something that's close to me too because I've got yeah. endometriosis, right? And you? Yeah, there's a genetic link. Um, so generally if your mother's had endometriosis or grandmother, on also to recent research on the paternal line as well. Um, so there is a mm-hmm. genetic link. It's also tied in with trauma. Essentially, um, the endometrium, which is what we shed each month, which is our menstrual blood, mm. what happens is there becomes a cell-to-cell miscommunication. So the body's, you know, as I was saying, that communication system, everything's flowing. Um, when there becomes a cell-to-cell uh, miscommunication on the endometrium, it starts to change its nature and it moves into endometriotic tissue. And endometriotic tissue is essentially um, an inflammatory tissue that has high amounts of cytokines. And what it does is it migrates outside the uterus and endometriosis will tend to grow around our reproductive organs in our patch of Douglas um, which is mm-hmm. near the rectum, which is why we have a lot of bowel issues also too around the bladder. Now, with endometriosis, there's two types. We've got primary dysmenorrhea, which basically means that you have menstrual pain without um, any other conditions. And then secondary dysmenorrhea, which is painful periods, will mean that it's often associated with adenomyosis, endometriosis, fibroids. Um, So endometriosis is also associated with heavy periods, um, menorrhagia, uh, also mm-hmm. pain, pain with sex, uh, dyspareunia, uh, bladder yeah. issues, <clears throat> bloating, uh, also too, and dysmenorrhea, painful periods. So it's really yeah. important to, I mean, endometriosis, the problem is that it goes undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, and the average you know, length of time before we get a diagnosis is anywhere around seven to ten years for women, and that's even Incredible, in these isn't it? times. And it's not always diagnosed mm. through a pelvic ultrasound. So this is where AMP is really passionate to educate women about and menstruators about the importance of their fifth vital sign so you can really understand mm. that what you're experiencing each month, what to discern between what's normal and then what's not normal because your GP will just go, no, you're paying for periods, that's normal, take the contraceptive pill, Um, And that will mask it. And then most of the time it's not until women are wanting to start a family 
uh, or they're sick of being on contraception that they're like, right, what else are my options? And they come off and then they're experiencing mm. those, you know, painful periods again or they're experiencing infertility. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a really big thing. Let's close that gap of it taking seven to ten years for women to actually be diagnosed or menstruators yeah. to be diagnosed, you know. It's, yeah. it's a real, like, yeah, it takes conversations and it takes us to be educated in order for us as women to feel empowered to go do something, right? And to, yeah. you know, we are really into, we're intuitive. So, you know, if you feel like something's not normal, then absolutely go and, and do something about it, you know. Let's not wait seven to ten years to be diagnosed and go around in this vortex, right? It's crazy. And why should we have to suffer? <laughs> I know, we so shouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I am personally done with drilling you with heaps of questions and I think we've hopefully answered most of the questions and sort of made them broad enough for everyone to get something out of this. We've got a lot of great feedback. So thank you so much uh, for it, to everyone for tuning in and thanks so much, Amanda, for your time tonight. I know you're still in the clinic and you need to go home because it's been a 12-hour day. Um, just a couple of little like PSAs that I just want to mention and then I'm sure, man, you, you can also um, finish off with anything. But I guess just to wrap this up, uh, I'm confirming that All Natural Pharmacy, we will be launching on the 1st of September. So please do follow us, share with your friends. Um, we really do want to provide a safe uh, educational space for people to understand their fifth vital sign and, and really be part of the movement where we're talking more about it and actually uh, closing that gap on the seven to 10 years of diagnosis. So um, we'd love if you can sort of share the brand around and, and share even womb talks. Um, we will be running another uh, couple womb talks and we're also going to be running something called womb walks um, as part of our launch which is basically women getting together and walking and talking about their wounds. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming up. Um, so please do follow our social to stay in touch and we'll obviously pop it on Eventbrite as well, um, like most of you found tonight. But thank you so much for jo joining in. And if you do have any suggestions on any topics, I mean, we've got a whole plethora of them that we're going to deep dive into already. But if you've got some specific topics that you'd like to request as part of Womb Talks, please do just email us, hello at allnaturalpharmacy.com.au. Um, I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. Mans, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? No, I can't, not that I can think of off the top of my head, just really excited to be, you know, moving forward with AMP and launching in the 1st of September, our womb walks. I think, you know, what not better way than to be out in nature, all of us just walking and talking, you know, just to connect yeah. um, and to totally. have that gathering and just really excited. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much and thanks everyone for joining. Thanks, See you soon. Thank you. Thanks everyone Yay. for coming tonight and, yes, please share and we look forward to seeing you at our next womb talks absolutely see everyone thanks, thanks. Bye. get home safe man bye thanks bye <laughs>